You are interested in the unknown, the mysterious, the unexplainable. That is why you are here. We are gathered here as advisors, as scientists. Welcome to Mission Spooky for a very special episode, episode 69. With me today, as per usual, our local cryptid enthusiast, Kiki, and the queen of everything herself, Cord, because they're (laughs) demanding I do it this way. I'm so happy. (laughs) I know, me too. I'm so happy. (laughs) That was perfect. Uh, yay. To be fair, everything I do is, by definition, perfect. You know what? I'll ask, how are you doing, JC? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Guess who's got the COVID? (laughs) (laughs) If you're an anti-masker or an anti-vaxxer, you can stop listening to us and fuck off. Thanks. Ouch. Ah, truth. Sorry, guys. Yeah, we're very much, um... Disappointed in several people's takes on COVID vaccination. And by several, we mean about half of the United States. Uh, <laughs> eh. 40%? Aren't we, like, we're not high in percentage for vaccination. You know what's really sad about that? If you look at the numbers, not again, I don't like to get too political, but if you just look at the raw numbers, there are way that like that 40% is mostly Republicans refusing to get a vaccine. I, I don't yeah. get it. And as a former Republican, I am extremely disappointed. Oh, you were a Republican? Until five years ago, yeah. Oh. Yeah. I vote a Republican all the time. Straight state straight ticket. Why? Because, you know, we can take this out. I just, oh, oh no, no, God. no, it's fine. No, I brainwashing. Oh, Absolute just, 100% brainwashing. Yeah. I don't even necessarily agree with fucking Democrats either. I'm an American. That's what I like to classify myself as an American with COVID who's very upset. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's just science. It's just science. Yeah. And, I, and I've said this before. Yeah. I have relatives who work in the field of immunization and this has been a 20-year process of being able to get you the covid vaccine in the quote short amount of time that you got it which was technically just over a year you know, yeah because covid's it. not like covid 19's a new disease but like covid's existed for a while so it's yes. not like they just started from fucking scratch right they had blueprints and then they, they just had to adapt absolutely yeah i think we take this out and put it somewhere else because episode no. 69 should be fun happy times <laughs> it's gonna be fun happy times it's gonna be a happy ending 100 <laughs> oh, i know a thing or two about happy endings yes <laughs> yes you do as we found out in episode 67. <laughs> oh, good times. Oh, yes. I loved listening to that episode. Too. It was, so it was good. great. Oh, goodness. I think that we've outdone ourselves on, on this episode, though. So getting, and yeah, by getting, we, we mean she. Me. Yeah. Like, maybe Cord's done some research. You guys were messing each other in our in our group chat yesterday. And I was like, this is, I can't. Like, I literally, my head was throbbing so much, I could not comprehend what was being said. 
We did spend a little bit of time kind of discussing how how Bigfoot, certain Bigfoot, I say certain, certain Bigfoot groups on Facebook uh, talk about just dumbass fucking shit. Dude, oh my God. Uh, then led me to create the Instagram post in which I am calling out Matt Moneymaker 110,000% on his bullshit about how he's the first to do everything Bigfoot related. But under his name, it says actor. Fuck you, Matt Moneymaker. You are not a researcher. You're a fucking actor. Change your bullshit. And I don't ever want him on the show, so it doesn't fucking matter. I can't stand him. He is a dick. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah. No, that's pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, I had Cord's, Just, vo- Cord's voice today. See, I'm like, like you're a dick. For everybody who's out there trying to do their own thing, do their own investigation, just remember... Every little twig that breaks in the woods is not a fucking Sasquatch. Every time you go into the woods and you see sticks leaning up against a tree, it is not Sasquatch activity. Yeah, there's also Wendigos, Skinwalkers. People like to make lean-tos. I did it as a kid all the time. We, Me and my brother just went in the woods and made them because fuck it. There's a million sticks in the woods. What are we going to do with all these sticks? Just because there's sticks leaning up against a tree does not mean a Sasquatch is sleeping there currently. People seem delusional when they go into the woods sometimes. Well, that's because only Bigfoot hunters are the only people that go into the woods, Cord. So there's no other humans that actually go into the woods. Shit, I guess you're right. I was actually Bigfoot. When I was a a seven-year-old running around in the woods, I was actually Bigfoot hunting. I just didn't know it yet. Yeah. Also, I just want to point out something that that Cord brought up, too, is that only Bigfoot hunters ever use Knox to talk to Bigfoot or Sasquatch, right? It was was never an actual Native American thing that happened. Nope. It was just just white folks that do that. Yep. Oh, yeah. Didn't that guy say he, like, invented it or some shit? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember what the actual quote is. A lot of this came up because I was very sick yesterday and watched the first episode of Finding Bigfoot. And he said a lot of rather questionable things yeah. and spent the entire time just talking over and steamrolling the uh, skeptic. <laughs> Who is the only worthwhile character in the show? <laughs> I like how you call her a character as if she's not an actual field biologist, though. Well, I, mean, I mean, not in Yeah. Know. Yeah. Well, she <laughs> is. That's what I like. The, the show is still <laughs> entertainment purposes, and she's playing a part, okay? Everyone else is listed as an actor. She was walking around in the first episode, and everybody was like, this is definitely Sasquatch activity. She's like, you're going to have to prove to me a little bit more that this isn't just some schmuck walking around in bare feet, you know? <laughs> Right. You know, you have to do a little bit more to convince me. This seems very hoaxable. And everybody else was like, what are you talking about? And, you know, there is a tie in today that happened irrespective of that conversation, because I'm doing the research on what we're going to be talking about today. And it falls under a very specific type of research that I feel strongly about, especially when it comes to doing anything where you're out in the field and looking for a Bigfoot or Sasquatch. So it was just kind of funny that you're bitching about him and that show. And I'm writing like the literal paragraph about the actual research techniques that people should be doing. <laughs> so it's just like, does he understand that he's so far away from being the first to do any of this shit 
that it's embarrassing to me that he has to claim to be the first of anything in it. Like, there's no way. This shit's been going on for years before. And there are people who've been doing this type of research years before him. And you should know that as a researcher, you should know that you are standing literally on the backs of others who have already started this shit long before you did. And we will get into that. I'll, I'll be discussing that in a moment here. Once again, I pose the question that I don't know of anyone who's ever investigated the wilderness before this guy. So I think <laughs> I think he he might be honest here. Until he went into the woods, no other human in recorded history had gone into the honestly, woods. Honestly, in the first episode of that show, that's pretty much what it sounded like he was about to say. <laughs> He's like, I'm the first one who ever did field research. Which is pretty much what he was saying. It's like, I, I think you're fucking full of shit, dude. So before we take a break, I want to mention that I was on Ignorance Was Bliss podcast with Kate. And Kate's the one who gave us some really good questions for our interview that we had on uh, New Year's Eve. I'm on there discussing history, like really important moments in history and how they probably shaped your view of things or how they might have shaped your view of things. Oh, so, yeah, like October 14th, 1990. Yeah. Most important day in human history. <laughs> was that was that the day that you paid for hand stuff? No, <laughs> it was my f- birthday. <laughs> Oh, God, I keep forgetting how young you are. Fuck. I know, right? JC was born and went straight to the strip club. (laughs) I would like some bitches, please. (laughs) Oh, boy. And if you know JC personally, you know that that's... I can't even imagine you actually going inside a strip club. I'm sorry. I just... That's hysterical to me. It's adorable. It's like, no wonder that woman took advantage of you. I mean, you're like a baby-faced little... Want to push your cheeks baby. and like, yeah. Baby face, little baby. Yeah, he's like a little man baby. Ay, ay, ay. That's how I got. That was sounding terrible. You poor thing. Let's send you yeah. some tea. Oh, I could use more tea because we I'm need a sponsor. A lot. We need a tea sponsor. Sponsor our tea, my tea addictions. I will be starting a tea garden this time around for the garden, along with a goth garden. If you're watching us on on TikTok, I I get into a little bit about the seeds that I just purchased, including a what dynamic- What is a goth garden? Like, do you just grow people who hate their parents? Like, okay, first of all, do the I plants hate you? Didn't hate parents. <laughs> They're actually pretty pretty cool people. Um, which is why it turned out so fucking great. No, it's 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 like dark flowers, blacks, and deep reds and like yeah goth garden it's like you can't exp- it's just dark it's dark flowers okay no it makes sense now right i was just very confused before are you sure that you're not still confused <laughs> no i definitely i definitely understand it so uh there was a dianthus mix from baker creek heirloom seeds which by the way love those guys it was called the spooky mix so i had to buy it it was absolutely necessary <laughs> All right, without further ado, we are going to take a short break for a sponsor. And when we get back, as promised many episodes ago, when we made this decision, episode 69 is dedicated to ghosts and sex. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, boy. I'm hyped. I'm glad that this is the episode I get to be queen of everything on. Welcome back, guys. I'm so excited to get into this shit. I'm so glad I pitched this subject. (laughs) 
I am gonna I I'm gonna go make myself some more tea. Get yeah. get some tea on the 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 microwave because I'm a piece of shit. Oh my god, JC. I know. I'll I'll just be a minute. Since we do have quite a listenership in Great Britain, I know that sometimes the the big question is for us Americans: Do we own teapots and tea kettles and like tea services? And yes, yes, we. Well, I do. Yeah, I have a tea kettle. I have a tea kettle, but like I, I just for the microwave. Now, <laughs> so that so that there's an understanding of how we do this. I don't want. I don't want to. Someone get out the gate on a good episode here and offend anyone in. I'm a lovely, ready to offend the lovely world. place of the UK. Uh, we put the water in a cup, put it in the microwave to heat said cup. Then we put the tea bag in and let it steep. Um, I'm glad that's how you do it. That is how. Yeah. I, you put the tea bag in, right, and then and then it. into the microwave. Yeah, uh, that way God. it gives it more time to like circulate and start oh flavoring God. the water. Oh my or you can just sear the fuck out of your tea. But sure, whatever, it's fine. I don't understand. I know it's okay. Look, I put enough honey in the tea that it doesn't. I'm basically <laughs> just drinking hot honey water. <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's going to be my band name when I make a band. Hot, Hot honey, honey water. water. <laughs> Hot honey water. It's actually not a bad band name. You're welcome. All right. So because we are actually all 12-year-olds, for our special 69th episode, <laughs> Giggity, we decided to talk about ghosts and sex. My focus for this topic was on spectrophilia, which is sexual attraction to ghosts or sexual arousal from images in mirrors and I'm going to get to that a bit later. This also includes the phenomenon of alleged sexual encounters between ghosts and humans. Just to be clear, we are here to talk about incidents of consensual sex with ghosts. Okay. Yeah. It's not sexy to not have consent. Yeah. Yeah. Psychologically speaking, spectrophilia falls under anomalous phenomena or experiences that are outside the norm. About 1 in 10 folks claim to have some sort of anomalous experience, and those can range from UFO contact to running into Bigfoot to stooping a ghost. Now, I'm going to get a little bit technical here because I did say earlier that we were going to talk about a specific scientific method, and that is anomalistics. This is the use of scientific methods to evaluate anomalies with the aim of finding a rational explanation. Yeah. Roger W. Westcott was the anthropologist that first coined this phrase in 1973. He defined it as, quote, the serious and systematic study of all phenomena that fails to fit the picture of reality provided for us by common sense or by the established sciences. I want to give you guys a little background on West. He's still with us at like mm. 96, I believe. Really? Yeah, he was born in Philly in 1925. So he's a Philly boy. He graduated summa cum laude and first in his class at Princeton in 1945. He received his PhD in linguistics there in 48. He had a Rhodes Scholarship at Oxford and studied in Nigeria. He went on to found and direct the African Language Program of Michigan State. Now, Westcott credited journalist and researcher Charles Fort as being the creator of anomalistics as a field of research. Most of you listening are probably familiar with the importance of Charles Fort to the paranormal research we do today. And if you're not, then you need to go grab a copy of the Book of the Damned. It was first printed in 1919 
and compiles various types of anomalous phenomena, including UFOs, organic and inorganic materials falling from the sky, odd weather patterns, the possible existence of cryptids and other mythological creatures, the disappearances of people, and many other similar phenomena. This is the book that sparks anomalistics. The damned in the Book of the Damned is actually the data that does not fit into modern science because it does not conform to accepted belief. Fort often charged many scientists during his day of being very close-minded and uh, often compared them to religious fundamentalists, implying that the battle between science and religion is just a distraction from the fact that science, in his opinion, was just a de facto religion. Uh-huh. You got all that? <laughs> yes. I got it. I understand Okay. It. Got it. Okay. So um, some listeners might even recognize the 14 Times uh, in present day uh, magazine that talks about anomalies. The It's important to note that the sexual experiences that people have had with ghosts have been researched by anomalists who are record keeping the phenomenon. So the data can be studied as a whole rather than just as individual experiences. Right. So it wouldn't be an episode unless I got historical. Sure. That makes sense. Right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I got to do my thing. Get nerdy for a little bit. Then we'll talk about sexy exactly. stuff. Exactly. <laughs> because because getting the nerdy stuff is, is super important to understanding some of this stuff that's talked about later on that just kind of blows my mind. But anyway. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah, guys. Buckle up, man. This is, this is the tame part. Okay? The tame part. Historically speaking, there are cultures that incorporated such ghostly or otherworldly encounters in their mythology and legends. So it's nothing new for people to claim that they've had sexual encounters with a ghost. Some people, though, will say that the spirit can be from other places. So I'll get into that right now. For example, in Arabian lore, some religious scholars believe the jinn are capable of intercourse with humans. However, this is apparently a heated debate where the other side vehemently disagrees and says that jinn can only possess humans and not actually have sex with them. I did not realize what a hot topic this was until I... All right, but question. If a jinn possesses a human and then makes the human masturbate... But are they actually having sex with the jinn or are they just... With them, they're still with themselves, right? I mean, but that, the gin is the one making it happen, right? But it's still masturbation. It just which is, is sex with yourself. So it's kind of like the gin is giving them a handy. But is it though? Kind of. No. See, it's still using the human's hand. Anyway, <laughs> doing the important research. <laughs> yeah, like I said, like I said, uh, while I was researching this, I actually posted the picture of me having to ask a very specific question to Google in which I felt compelled to apologize to a computer screen because it was so <laughs> ludicrous. I'm so sorry, Google. I'm sure Google's heard worse. Oh, I I don't know. <laughs> I've asked Google things, Kiki. It's her. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. How do you spell? <laughs> How sorry. do you spell spell? Oy vey. <laughs> He's the one that types in how to use Google inside Google. <laughs> and then he broke the internet. <laughs> that's an IT crowd joke. Uh, okay, so that's 
That's our Arabian lore. Okay. There's also a mention of something called the Niflim in the Bible. You guys may have heard about this. Yes. They're also in the Noah's Ark movie with uh, that guy that came out not within oh, the last 10 oh, years, God but they it. were giant rock creatures and it was uh, dumb. Anyway. I'm just saying they were <laughs> Niflims. I'm just saying. Some think were a result of fallen angels having intercourse with human women. But if you think about what angels are supposed to look like for just a second, uh, I don't know, man. Yeah. If you've watched the historically accurate dogma, angels got no, they got no junk. <laughs> uh, yeah. And there is some conjecture that the Nephilim were a, a race of giants, and I'm not getting into that. I'm, I'm just merely stating that the sexual part of that is that they could be <laughs> fallen angels uh, having intercourse with human women. Succubi and incubi are portrayed as both female and male demons and also evil spirits. Did not realize that. Wait, yeah. you didn't know that they were evil? No, no, no. I didn't realize that they were considered to be spirits of any kind. I thought they were oh. literally like demonic, like, you know, corporeal. But, um, but I've only ever heard of them as demons. Here's the thing, though. The very first mention of an incubus is from Mesopotamia on the Sumerian king list circa 2400 BCE. So not a Christian thing. Because I always thought that was a Christian. Like, are I you thought, saying that the Christians might have stolen uh, everything, lore, lore, and stuff from other cultures? Are you are you implying that, Kiki? Uh, <laughs> I've implied it many times. <laughs> I, so many yeah, times. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. it's, it's it's such happened. an old joke. Yeah, and then you come to what I consider to be the. Oh yeah, you definitely come to. Oh <laughs> goodness. Uh, <laughs> I've been uh, locked up by myself for a few days. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. That I is have true. so much pent up. <laughs> stupid. <laughs> pent up stupid. Had nowhere to go. It's coming out on this show, though. Fantastic. What's well, a good episode for it to come out, right? Like, let's just do it. Is there anything else you want to tell us? No. Uh, you're the one that's supposed to be telling us. About. <laughs> okay. So the question arises as to whether or not oh God, I thought there was going to be a joke in the back that I just said arises like anything, mm. nothing. Okay. I really straightened myself. Yeah, I know. Thanks. To be fair, <laughs> I was busy coughing. I might die. So have fun. Hey, hey, hey. As to whether or not gods and goddesses count as spiritual interaction as in like. Oh spirit. my God. Zeus fucked everyone. Dude. Right. Like literally. It's ridiculous. <laughs> so ridiculous. Sometimes he wasn't even in the like humanoid I'm shape. He was like, that. I'm a fucking goat, goose. Yeah, swan, swan. Whatever. Bird. Yeah. He was a bird. Do you know what bird penises look like? Um, Not anyway. human penises. I'll tell you that much. Yes, exactly. Zeus, for example, turned into all sorts of animals to get the job done. Uh, he also made a cloud for Ixion to have sex with. A cloud that looked like Hera, by the way. And uh, that eventually led to centaurs being born. So that's just a whole other. So basically, a human could have sex with a cloud and also impregnate it. It's just, you know. Man, mythology's, mythology's weird. weird, man. Yeah. And then it led to horse people. Yep. There's also a Nigerian goddess called Mamiwata, who is known for seducing men. And... 
when she does so, she then uh, demands their complete sexual faithfulness and secrecy about the event. If he accepts, he gains wealth and fortune. But if he rejects this, the results are the ruin of his family, finances, and job. Yeah, that's pretty serious. Now, now that's not the only thing that she does. It's just like one of the things that she's known for. And technically it came up as a Nigerian goddess, but I believe it's in other African uh, diaspora, not just that particular area. The concept of having sex with ghosts or spirits or in any kind of form has been around for quite some time. But let's come to the present day. And rather than focus on individuals outside of the spotlight, I thought it'd be interesting to see how many celebrities have claimed to have sex with ghosts. Too many. A lot. <laughs> I don't know what the number is. I don't know what the number is, but it's too many. I was actually shocked at the number and the names of these people involved in. I know Tom Hanks is safe. I've yes. done the research. Tom Hanks is off this list. Thank, thank you, because I couldn't deal with that kind of heartbreak. Yeah. Um. So I'll be honest. I kind of call bullshit on this. Before I started the research, I had pretty strong feelings that I, I felt that people were probably having very vivid dreams or even hallucinations. But, you know, I don't know. I don't know now. I, I'm, yeah, I don't have an opinion anymore, except about one thing. And, and that's going to be what we'll talk about after we discuss these amazing stories from these celebrities. Now, I did know this one. This one was not a shock to me. Anna Nicole Smith was kind of my guilty pleasure. I loved her show. Uh, it is what it is, guys. It just, it just is. Everybody has, everybody has somebody, right? I'm gonna be honest. I don't even know who the fuck that is. Oh my god! Of course you don't. Yeah, I'm not. However old you are. Yeah, I know. It's too bad you missed out on the craziness that was Anna Nicole Smith. She was a very famous model. She wound up marrying a a wealthy old man, and um. Oh my dream. Uh, he died, and he had given most of his inheritance to her, and not like her kids it was all thing she was a guest jeans model and she's in playboy and she was the first person in the spotlight that i knew of saying that she had sexual relations with a ghost and that she enjoyed it <laughs> so there you go there's your well, first one there it is there it is next on the list actually surprised the hell out of me and i don't know where i did not hear this story but lucy Liu claims to have been trying to fall asleep on a futon and that she was approached by some kind of spirit and that they had some sexy time, which she also enjoyed, and that she even today believes that that ghost continues to watch over her. Interesting. Yeah. I think the most interesting part of me is that somebody actually got laid on a futon. Right? It would have to be a spirit because <laughs> those things would just not. Seriously? <laughs> god damn i had one you know they were ridiculously uncomfortable yeah so i think she is the only one on the list that i will we'll go down the list that still has any kind of quote-unquote relationship with said ghost afterwards not necessarily sexual just that she feels like it's still there watching her but not in a creepy way billy corgan from smashing pumpkins he had talked on howard stern I think it was 2017, he talked about a ghostly encounter that he had. He went back on the show the following year and explained that he, what he'd really seen was a naked woman, ghost, 
And there was a very strong implication that they did more than having her just stand there and hang out with him. So what, he got like a handy from a ghost? I think the way that he worded it on Stern's show was that he would have to talk to him more about it off air and that he probably wouldn't believe it when he told him what happened. Stern gave him a BJ. Stern kind of took that as that they had intercourse. So I, I would think that was a strong implication myself. So fair enough. Yeah, that's fair. Bobby Brown has come out on several occasions and said that he got a little freaky with the ghost that haunts his Georgia mansion. That one surprised me. I don't know who Bobby Brown is. What? So. What? Yeah. Bobby Brown. You don't know who that is? Yeah, I'm going to have to look I mean, up. oh my God. I'm not good with like people's names. People, to begin yeah. With. Yeah. <laughs> so. He's a singer. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know who he is. Uh, he was married to Whitney Houston. That was sad. Sure was. And then, yeah, and then their daughter also passed away of a drug overdose, so. And so did Anna Nicole Smith, um, which I just forgot to mention. A few months after her son passed away. Yes, or five months tragic. after five months after she gave birth to her daughter. Mm-hmm. And then which was also like a little bit after her son passed away. That was really tragic. Yeah. Next on the list is Dan Aykroyd. And I did know about this one. I have heard well, about the, this. This one makes a lot of sense. <laughs> You're like, this one makes the most sense. It's Dan Aykroyd. <laughs> Uh, so in a 2013 interview with Esquire, he reported that a male ghost had cuddled up to him in bed. <laughs> he said his thinking was, I'm just going to roll over and snuggle up to it. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> He's like, yeah, why not? It's probably the only time I'm going to get this experience. So it's cool. That's fair. For sure. And Natasha Blasic. I'm not really sure how to say her last name. I don't know this. I don't know her that well. She apparently was in uh, Paranormal Activity. Okay. Right. Yeah, again, haven't seen those movies, so I don't know. Really? I know. That's whatever. Oh, my God. She appeared on a British talk show in 2014 and described two separate sexual encounters with a ghost. Her quote is, at first, I was very confused, and then I decided to relax, and it was really pleasurable. I really enjoyed it. Whatever floats about. Yeah. The very last person, also, it, it seems to be a prevailing theme within with all the women who are perfectly okay with the sex as if this is this is okay this is consensual i'm not upset by it i'm actually intrigued by it and i want to do it is that it's it's always pleasurable so hey you know apparently ghost dick is really good well there you go tc <laughs> somebody else i can't remember who it was but they were like well if i have this to look forward to in the afterlife then maybe i can get more um can have more sex after i'm dead so there's the silver lining <laughs> COVID boy. Uh, I hate it. <laughs> okay, so this one is okay. She's not actually famous, but she sort of became famous because this hit the newspapers and it was a big deal. Okay, so in 2016, the story breaks of a 45 year old woman named Amanda Teague who, quote, took it to the next level when she married the ghost of a 300 year old Haitian pirate. I almost thought you were going to say a three year old and I was going to get pissed. (laughs) I was going to get so mad. Like who married them? Like how did they, who performed that ceremony? I did not dig that deep into this. This was just examples I wanted to give of like modern day 
ghost encounter sexual ghost encounter she's like well you fucked it so gotta put a ring on it now exactly exactly unfortunately they broke up in 2018 oh that's Uh, so sad the 300 year old haitian pirate was like ah commitments not a good thing for me you know I need to go back to the sea. That's insane. However, ghost marriage is not anything new either. For example, the Chinese have had this tradition for centuries and it is still practiced in certain rural areas. Again, I could dedicate an entire episode to just ghost marriage. I'm not interested in doing that this this month, though. (laughs) I can't do that right now. (laughs) This episode too much for you, huh? Oh, God. Wait, uh, okay. We're, We're getting to it. We're getting to it. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I feel like we haven't gotten to the spicy bits. Oh, yet. no. We're still, no. We're still no. working our way there. So closing out our ghost sex stories is the well-known tale of singer Kesha. Kesha has been on several talk shows talking about this very frankly, that she's had sex with a ghost. And she actually wrote a song about it called Supernatural. So if you were wondering, yes, Supernatural is about her sexual encounters with a ghost. Uh, Now I got to look up this song. Yep, do it. I like her. I think she's very funny. And the interviews she's done, it's been wonderful to listen to her talk about it. Especially this one. She apparently also had a haunted vagina, according to her hypnotherapist. (laughs) And that, <laughs> and that the, and that the ghost in question had to be vacated by ritualistic means. Oh no, they're doing an exorcism. Could you just imagine like three <laughs> Catholic priests doing an exorcism on her vagina? You won't have to imagine it in a few moments. Oh god! Oh god! Oh no! This is going to bring us to our next. And final topic, and and, and it's going to take up a little bit of time here, because we're going to be talking about haunted vaginas and buttholes. Wait, and buttholes? Because this is what happens when I try to do serious work. Do they try, do they go from the vagina to the butthole? Because, like, that's okay, but you can't go the other way. You don't go butthole, vagina, I mean, at least not directly. I don't know. I don't know all these rules, but I know you probably shouldn't. So the next book that we write is literally just going to be JC's rules for <laughs> ghost, ghost, I, sex. I ghost sex and ghost inhabitation of or orifices of the human. I don't know. So I'm assuming since we're bringing up haunted buttholes that we will be spending a lot of time talking about Ace Ventura. <laughs> what? When he talks out of his butt, that's a ghost. <laughs> oh yeah, it could be. Yeah, you know Let that's just him talking with like. He's like, it's like he's puppeting his butt. He's not actually talking out of his butt cord. No, oh, no, you're wrong. Oh, okay. <laughs> he's like, you're wrong. Uh, I was actually going to d- go for a deeper cut and talk about pro- possibly Assy McGee. Uh, what? Yeah. Assy McGee. Ass. This episode is the episode JC learns how to Google. <laughs> Assy McGee is an American adult animated sitcom. <laughs> it's literally the first thing that comes up if you type assy. It's great. <laughs> to Google. be fair, why else would you be typing assy? Like, or it's just my particular Google is like, oh God, here we go. You've been talking about asses and buttholes and vaginas and ghosts for like the last 48 hours straight. <sighs> I know what you want. Here's assy, McGee. Oh, it has John Benjamin? Yes. 
Bob Burgers. That's yeah, that's well, and, and many other things. <laughs> well, yeah, but Archer too, I guess. But like, yes. and a lot of other things. He's actually a very like well worked voice actor and actor. I do remember yeah. watching a couple episodes. Yeah, he works his ass off. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. Caddy. It turns out that Naughty Place Exorcism was popular starting somewhere in the 1300s. But a case that I think outlines the abuses within the Catholic practice of exorcism comes from... Comes. Uh, Geminiano Mazzoni. He was a theatine, an order of men whose chief objective was to turn the clergy to a life of intellectualism and the laity to the practice of virtue, which is just so ironic considering what you're about to hear. I'm so excited. Let's go. In 1642, he proudly explained to the Inquisition during his voluntary confession that he had developed a method of genital exorcism. I'm sorry. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Somebody like was like, yes, Inquisition, please. I would like to talk to you. I would like to confess to the guys that are burning people. What? Yes, I believe... <clears throat> this would be called the tactic of getting in front of the story. Whatever. Uh, good. Yeah. Good for good for him. During his long years of practice as an exorcist and spiritual, quote, father, a spiritual father with a circle of, quote, spiritual daughters. <clears throat> he had learned that demons hid in women's vaginas. If they're going to hide somewhere, if they're going to hide somewhere, Kiki. Why not women's vaginas? I've got one right now. I mean, you know. You do what you got to do. He pays rent. If you're a priest that can't, let's say, <laughs> you have to be celibate, right? What a great Why place do you to though? find demons. And how do you exercise them? Just wait. Uh, oh, you're going to find out. Oh, my God. Uh, Oh, God, I think I know where this is going, and I'm so sad. It's actually not. It is, but it's not. It's very interesting. To combat these nasty demons, he used his hand to manipulate his patient's genitalia until the demons departed. Oh. In some cases, if the demon refused to leave, he used his mouth or tongue to whisper holy commands into the demon's ear. This guy just liked to eat pussy. <laughs> <laughs> yes oh, oh my god i'm so sad of course if this didn't work he would just have sex with a woman in order to evict the demon so you're saying he'd start with hand stuff okay yes. that didn't work let's move to mouth stuff yes okay that doesn't work god put my dick in her <laughs> full-on penetration that is the only way mazzoni regaled his audience with at least one time in which the demon got stuck in the woman's throat. And in order to show the demon who was boss, he inserted his penis into her mouth. He invented blowjobs to fight demons. Yes, he did. It was amazing. That is, that is, you know what? This, <laughs> I'd, I'd go to this church. I would follow this guy. He'd be my personal hero. And all of this was done for, quote, the glory of God. I mean, I think all blowjobs are proof of God. And depict the glory of God. Mm. Just so everyone knows, these tales and more can be found in the book by historian Professor Slavosky entitled Believe Not Every Spirit, Possessions, Mysticism, and Discernment in Early Modern Catholicism. <sighs> yeah. 
and not Blavatsky, Slavosky. I forgot to write down where he currently teaches, but this is a newer book. I think this came out in like 2011. He's been doing this research for a while. Now, for those of you who are wondering if Mazzoni was punished for his, quote, crimes, that's a long pause because I figured you'd probably say uh, he wasn't. I, uh, I'm i waiting. I'm, I'm so like, was he? Because I kind of hope he was. Because like, at one point, you're like, it's like spiritually raping people. Like, ah, you got a demon in your pussy. I got to shove my dick in it to get it out. Like, that's kind of that's kind of rapey. You know what? It may seem that way. I mean, it, um, because but hold it on. is that way. No, no. Hold, hold, hold on. Okay. Hold on. I, you can't just go up to people and ethically be and, I... and like call that consensual sex. Uh... <laughs> let, me get, let me get to the bottom line here, which is no, he was not. Uh, actually punished and the theatines came to his defense and were able to soften the sentence to an exile from medina which is where he was from that does sound familiar though right like just sending someone away for their crime but not actually being punished sounds sounds kind of familiar and in 1630 he died in exile in ferrara okay but here's the thing rome was ordered not to start any trials against the women involved and I will say this, they did seem to think that the women involved were also heretics, like they were 100% on board with this. But Rome's like, okay, no, we're not, okay, we're not going to punish them. In other words, they were kind of seen as accomplices, or perhaps they were accomplices, but they decided to drop it. But here's the thing, they dropped it, and then all of his followers, his the women that he was helping, his spiritual daughters... They come to the Inquisitors to exonerate their, quote, spiritual father, calling him a saint. Look, just because he gave them good dick doesn't mean he didn't coerce, coerce, I can't talk. Coerce. Coerce, yeah, Yeah. whatever, into sex and sexual activities. No. Like, it's still shitty of him. Hold Ethically, on. from a 2021-2022 mindset, <laughs> he still raped these women. No, no hold on. I, that's the thing. There is a lot of conjecture where he's concerned <laughs> that these women actually weren't like, oh my god, he's fucking awesome in bed and we're perfectly okay with everything that's happening. <laughs> and please don't send him away. <laughs> we want him to come back. And I'm I'm only laughing because even the professor who wrote the book states that there's absolutely no evidence to suggest that that wasn't possibly what was going on. In his book, there are other clear examples of men who were exorcists. So you're saying he was raped by all these women? No, I'm just I'm saying that it, it, it's very he possible. He thought he was doing God's work he and did. they were using him as a sex toy. No, <laughs> Now, you got to look at a couple of things here. One, he came to the Inquisitors before he got, quote unquote, in trouble, right? Because he's like, I'm going to preemptively let them know that I'm doing this stuff. And then the women are like, oh, please don't send him away because he's doing a great job. He's doing us a great service. He's getting he's rid of these demons, all right? all the demons away from us. And, and I'm merely stating that there are plenty of other clear examples of men in his position who were also exorcists who absolutely were preying on women like seducing them on purpose and doing everything. This guy, I picked him because it is just so, to me, it just sounds like all these women were like, hell yeah, 
please don't send this dude away. He's really great at what he does. Oh, man. Yep. Uh, good old Mazzoni. I would like to mention, though, that there is a real Saint Geminianus, uh, which is spelled, says mini anus, but it's Minianus. Okay. No correlation to him. Okay. But I okay. do think this is funny, though, because this saint is often depicted as a bishop holding a mirror in which the Virgin Mary is reflected. Remember what I told you guys at the top of the episode here about how spectrophilia is also being sexually attracted to reflections in the mirror? Mm -hmm. I was making tea for that part. Ah, you were. You missed it. But, pun intended, the vagina is not the only portal that a ghost or evil entity can enter. There's also the butthole. There is. And thank goodness that we have hauntedamericatours.com and a woman named Mariana Chatelaine Moresby to address the issue of sex after ghost hunting, exorcisms of a womb or anal ghosts, and when is the right time to have sex after a ghost hunt? With the ghosts, not really ever. <laughs> With other people, it's whenever you're, you're both consenting adults. Oh, boy. Yeah. Okay, so, so let's unpack this. Um, since we know everything that I just told you, uh, just, just that one example of Mazzoni. And me telling you guys that this whole haunted genitalia thing has been going on for a long time. And it was absolutely used in many cases to control women. It bothers me that this person decided to write this in like, I think, 2008. Because it smacks of exactly the thing that I was just talking about. The problem of the exorcist doing underhanded type things. Okay. I also want to say, I forgot to mention that after... These inquisitions, as a result of some of these inquiries, uh, where the Catholic Church was policing its own, so to speak, a lot of rules changed for exorcisms within the church. And one of those was that you could not exorcise a woman without someone else being in the room because they knew damn well that many of these men were seducing the women or in the case of Mazzoni, basically had like a private harem of women who probably were very happy with (laughs) the results. Of their personal exorcisms, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, which was against being virtuous and against the laws, if you will, of being a Catholic priest or a father, right? So just keep that in mind. And it's one of the reasons why I am going to mercilessly make fun of this because I, I just think this is the most ridiculous thing that I've fucking heard since I heard anything come out of Matt Moneymaker's mouth. I mean, we've heard some pretty ridiculous things on this show, so... First of all, the article in question was very difficult to find. I tried to get to it from the original website, and I could not. It would not load. I had to piece it together from several other websites that took, like, kind of took it and quoted it, but they did a great job of it. Then there was this brilliant person who hid it within another website. It, yeah, I was like, oh, that's clever. That's very clever. So anyway, because apparently after all of the... People who've made fun of her for this, I guess she just didn't want to have it up there anymore. Uh, it was but also once it's on the internet, uh, it's on it's the internet. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and it was riddled with typos and misspellings as well. So I have a really hard time taking anyone seriously. If you're writing a serious research paper, you better not like be spelling there wrong. So if you've ever wondered if you should have sex immediately after going on a ghost hunt, the answer is simple. If you believe what I'm about to tell you, the answer is no. <laughs> 
Uh-oh. According to Moresby, when a person dies, their, quote, ghostly body remains consisting of the, quote, mind, intellect, ego, and soul. Sometimes these ghost bodies seek refuge in a human host, entering via an open portal. Generally, they prefer to enter through the vagina or through a man's rectum. Really? I left you space. I told you there was going to be a rectum joke. Come on. Oh, I forgot because I was so interested in the story. God damn I it, Jason. I'm just like, job. oh, God. The ghost went into his rectum. Rectum barely knew him. That's what I'll say to that. It's not going to sound awkward at all. Nope. You could wow. fix it in post. Wow. Sure. Great one, dude. I know. I tried my best and I'm sick. That's what I'm going with. Okay. So if this is true, though, why not enter through a mouth or an ear or even the eye? Because, or, or why going through an orifice at all? Because if you're incorporeal, you don't have to enter an orifice at all. You can just go straight through whatever the fuck you want. So right away, I have questions. The same questions I would have asked in 1632 when someone was trying to tell me that their vagina was haunted. That, that was my rant. If somebody ever tells me their vagina is haunted, I'm setting up a ghost hunt. Like, we're going to get cameras, thermal fucking flare, thermal camera shit. We're going to get an EVP session in there. That sounds like uh, some intense fetish shit, dude. No, I just want to prove it. There's a ghost cord. That's all I want to do. It's not sexual. I just want to see if there's a ghost. And I feel like it's a small enough space. It's easy to set up like a bunch of cameras just filming it and then do an EVP session right there. It's easy, easy investigation. So Mariana states that, quote, many women who hunt for ghosts and paranormal beings often suffer from this and many other paranormal woes. I have been doing ghost hunting, if you will, or paranormal investigations since I was 12. That is a lot of years. <laughs> right, JC? That's a lot of years. Yeah. Um, it's almost the entire human history and of years. Never once has my vagina ever been haunted. But what about your butthole? No. Okay. Just had to make sure. Maybe it wasn't. You just don't know it. Maybe. Only ghost peppers haunted my butthole. <laughs> That's still a ghost. Technically. And I just want to say that if you're trying to look up, if you just type in, for example, ghosts and then like, but that is the stuff that you get back immediately is about ghost peppers. And oh, there's ghost. something related to that. Don't worry. But. I got it. <laughs> no, not ghost button. Ghost butt, please, Google. Wow, those are some great fucking pictures. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I just, I also think that this part of the... But uh, ghosting, to have a person's butt or butthole be haunted with a yeah. hot or burning sensation. Yes, there you go. Ghost pepper. Nice. Yep. But the pictures under that are fucking beautiful. Cord, you should look at them. Guys, this is an opportunity to spill some tea. I'm going to do No, it. I need to drink tea. Not, oh, I, need I to mean, the other tea the... soon. So, this paragraph in particular is very interesting where she talks about how ghost hunters will tell you that sex is the last thing on their minds after hunting for ghosts. I can tell you, I was a paranormal investigator and sex was never the last thing on my mind because I'm also a guy. It's constantly like at least somewhere in that range. Like, <laughs> it might be a lower priority. But Thank still you. a priority. Thank you. Yeah. 
I, I did ask my husband the same question if he was going to go on a ghost hunt like afterwards, you know, and he was he agreed that no sex is is up there like with food. Yeah. As far as like, like if I was on a ghost hunt on a and daily basis, me and another me and a chick who was a paranormal investigator were in a room and she was like, hey, this is boring as fuck. You want to bang? And I was, you know, a lot like ethically allowed to and stuff. Yeah. 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 Who cares <laughs> if there were demons watching? Like, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> now, hold on. That is a that's a very interesting thing that you just said, because apparently she claims that often spouses accuse their partners of having sexual relations with fellow ghost hunters because they don't feel like having sex after going ghost hunting. And that is probably because their vaginas or anuses are infested with real ghosts. I'm going to be honest with you, Kiki, and this might be some tea spilling because I was part of a paranormal investigating group. I did have a girlfriend that was in that group. We were boyfriend, girlfriend before, but like we never did anything on any investigations. I 100% know that there were things happening with other members of that group that that's not like a rarity in the paranormal investigating community because no. you're all a bunch of creepy people. Ghost investigating, paranormal investigating is so fucking boring. You're sitting in a room for 30 minutes hoping for a fucking door to open. Like, it's so boring until it's not. You get like 30 seconds a night of like something cool happening. So it actually is very much like having sex where you have like 30 seconds of gratification. And then if you're lucky, it's 30 seconds. Sometimes it's only 10. I don't know, know what does been doing to you. <laughs> but that sounds like it's 10 times longer than what I could do. <laughs> yeah <laughs> anyway so the the tea spilling is actually that um we know for a fact that there's a very famous paranormal investigator who's currently having an affair with somebody that they're doing a show with right now <laughs> oh yeah 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 i forgot about that drama yeah yeah yeah, so I, I think that, that the whole, like, you know, coming home, for, that whole paragraph just spoke to me as being like, no, bitch, I'm pretty sure that that's exactly what's going on, is that people are having affairs with people, and they don't want to come home and have sex with you because they've already had sex with their fucking ghost hunter partner. And I meant that literally, because they are fucking their ghost hunting partner. Yeah, like, like I said, I know 100% it was happening in the group I was in. Once again, I was not involved because I was in a relationship, and I'm a good person. The most of the time is like, I'm not the best with sending flowers because I've never done that. You suck. Um, what? I know, right? I'm garbage. God, I have the best husband ever. I really do. Goes on record. There you go. But yeah, it definitely happens. And I know that there was a lot of drama. And I know that like it kind of start falling apart because all the drama from people finding out that their significant others were cheating on them with people in the group. And some of the couples were in the group, like both both partners were in the group. And then they found wow. out that they were like both. Yeah, it was fun. That was pretty brazen. <laughs> yeah. So, so I guess the whole point of that is that um, when you're looking for a rational explanation, that, there it is. Like it happens. It doesn't have to be a haunted vagina or anus. No. <laughs> Not at all. And she goes on to mention that there are some very s serious stories about haunted 
anuses, uh, specifically from the Far East. Yeah, um, she does not give any examples of those. And when I attempted to try to find some, you know, stories even to back that up, I had I came up with nothing. Again, I really feel bad for Google. All the questions that I've asked Google in the last 48 hours alone. You're on a watch list. Yeah. It's not like a terrorist watch list, but it's like this bitch (laughs) is crazy watch list. Why does she keep asking about anus ghosts? I don't. She's being fucked by a ghost. That or they assume you're a podcast researcher. God, I hope so. One or the two. (laughs) Oh, man. So she's using those examples to explain how the victim has bouts of uncontrollable farting and constipation or diarrhea. Oh, that's just because on on investigations, you just eat Hot Pockets. Problem solved. You go out to a fucking Wendy's or whatever fast food place before and after the fucking investigation that's <laughs> why you. you're shitting yourself thank you god damn it hold on we're we're getting there man now's the time when she talks about her husband's issues with his anal ghost since you know male ghost hunters don't have vaginas they get anal possession i can honestly say and i've been on quite a few investigations right no ghost has ever been in my butt mariana goes on to say that It was related to her by a person that, quote, specializes in the removal of said anal ghost. That a particular ghost hunter of well-known fame has seen her, right, the ghost removal lady, more than once. Okay, so the first question I have to ask is, how was she removing? Because if we go back to 1600, you know, I have questions. (laughs) Anyway. Which also sort of funny about how what we just talked about with the, you know, cheating on people. Anyway, he, the ghost hunter in question, says that he keeps getting reinfected because it's like an open portal. The next question immediately that I have is if this well-known ghost hunter has these issues, then why are they not making this public and talking about it? Why is October not anal ghost awareness month? (laughs) <laughs> you know, let's have it let's start a telethon for this guy because apparently he has so many fucking ghosts up his ass they needs help constantly you know if you're famous use your soapbox and go ahead and tell people hey man i have anal ghosts this is for real this is true if kesha can get on national television and tell everybody that her vagina is haunted what's your problem dude I want to know. Yeah, I don't know. That's I mean, especially nowadays, we're pretty woke. I could see maybe in the early 2000s him being like, I don't want to, you know, that's a little risky because people are very homophobic. But like nowadays, just be like, yeah, I get fucked in the ass to get ghost out of my butt. What does that even have to do with anything? Right. Because you don't have to be gay in order to get ass fucked and enjoy it. That's that's fair. That is fair. You just mentioned a strap on. That is fair. But <laughs> Ryan Reynolds went in a motion picture and showed us the beauty of anal sex with a woman. Yes. For women's appreciation month yes, or day. Absolutely. <laughs> this, of course, um, is going to bring us to uh, how some cultures apparently have spicy hot enemas to help get rid of ghosts. Ooh. Wait, why? They make the body a hostile environment for the ghost. Yes. <laughs> why? Why would you do that to yourself? Uh, see, ghost peppers up the ass, baby. So I was just no. talking about. 
Yep. And in some cultures, you can use wine or beer. Oh, I'm better with that. Because apparently that gets the ghost drunk. What? Well. According to this woman, some cultures. Now, she keeps saying some cultures, some people, some of this is why I don't buy this particular story because. She's not citing her sources. Not a bit. No, no. The end of that is that um, you can use a bottle or container to capture said ghost once it comes out of your butt. No, goatsy. That's how you get goatsy. But but how would it stay in the jar? Uh, <laughs> See, uh, questions. So many unanswered questions in this article. I mean, I would have to Okay, so let's let's talk about that for just a moment. If you're a witch, then, you know, you know that there are probably incantations or spells that you can write on an object to hold something this is oddly enough <laughs> someone mentioned that this was like the beginnings of the dybbuk box right <laughs> like this is how this is how it happened jar. Oh <laughs> just, my just God. a jar of farts just Let a box full of ghost farts wow and that's why you should never open it right there like that's it <laughs> okay now we're gonna get to the part that i don't know how i'm probably just gonna start laughing hysterically i can't so she goes on to say that after a ghost hunt with his group, he would come home and he'd be passing gas that smelled uh, so horrible that it, quote, smelled like something dead and raw sewage. I mean, I've I've had some bad farts after eating fast food. So, like, I get it. Yes. Yes. We were just talking about that. So, see, this is this is the it makes sense, right? Like, maybe he just eats really not well when he's away doing ghost hunts. I would understand that. You got to get what you can get at two o'clock in the morning, right? Yeah. But then she goes on to say that it even formed words with its flatulence. Okay. It went so far as to cursing out individuals in restaurants, church, and apparently a funeral of a close relative. Uh So this guy's... I need a moment (laughs) to process. In the middle of church... Yes. He farts and it says, fuck you, father. Oh, it's close. It says you are a fucking you you are fucking doomed. Oh my god. <laughs> the quote is in a quote farty sounding voice. It said, "Motherfuck." <laughs> Motherfuck. He is mine until the day he dies. Ooh. One time it blew out the candles at her mother's birthday party. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, that's no wish for you, bitch. That just sounds so rude. It just sounds like he was ripping ass over the cake. Wait, yeah, I just thought of that too. He just farted on their fucking cake. Uh, <laughs> How do you explain that happening? How do you? I've been to a lot of birthday parties. He probably explained it by saying the ghost inside of my asshole compelled me to fart out the candles on the cake. I cannot with this. I cannot. This is not real. <laughs> oh, God, this woman. Bless her heart. Oh, my God. She thought that her husband was merely playing games with her, you know, like throwing his voice or something like that, until the day that he passed out asleep in his favorite chair and had black diarrhea. Like in the chair? (laughs) Yes, apparently. Was it still his favorite chair afterwards? (laughs) I would hope not. Me too. Now, someone else, when I told them the story, said, it just sounds like her husband gets drunk a lot does a lot of stupid shit and then literally passed out and shit himself in his favorite chair i mean that's that is 
exactly what it sounds like. And it also sounds like she's dumb enough to believe him when it's, he's like, ah, there's a ghost in my butt. And she's like, I wonder if that's a thing. And then she did research into butt ghosts when really she's just married to an alcoholic. Yeah, this to me seems like a an indication of someone who does not want to look at the completely rational explanation for her husband's attitudes and is looking desperately for a paranormal excuse. And unfortunately, I've already seen this happen so many times on just Facebook groups, which is why I don't really get involved with them because, oh my God, yeah, it's it's sort of scary. People will be like, I hear voices in my head and my therapist tells me or, you know, my psychologist psychiatrist tells me that i should go back on my meds but i don't think that i have a mental issue and most people thank god will be like uh no you probably need to stay on your meds it's not paranormal it is it's probably you have a serious mental issue and the meds are we're helping you you know true so he probably has a very serious possibly a very serious problem and um she's choosing to ignore it and call it paranormal However, I will continue because there's more. The ghost in his butt also grabbed sheets and started pulling the sheets inside his butt. Oh, what? I'm sorry, what? So like a little hand came out of his anus. (laughs) (laughs) It was like, ooh, I'm chilly. I need some of this. Or was the hand like, you didn't wipe well enough? Okay, so go watch Assie McGee holding a gun, and that's what I kind of imagine. Oh my god. Okay. It's like like the butt cheeks just kind of, you know, sucked in the stuff and like hey, yeah. Oh God. He claimed that he actually felt the ghost like moving inside him, inside his bowels. Would you say he was having a bowel movement? That's you know, that's kind of what I was thinking. Yeah. I just wanna let you guys know though that she has given you some instructions. First of all, a prayer to Saint Michael, because why not? I mean, he is the saint that beats the shit out of bad things, right? Sure. I don't know Catholic stuff too much, but I think he's the one you pray to if you need, like, demons out of you. Yeah, among other things, yeah. So she says you really need to talk to each other about how you feel when it comes to having sex after a ghost hunt. You know, be, be, be honest with each other. Communication is key. Yes. Be gentle with each other. Okay. Avoid the anus and vagina if it has recently been haunted. Okay. That sounds logical. You know, just like if you have a yeast infection. Avoid penetration of these areas and concentrate on oral sex for the first few times. Okay. Now, that just immediately, I'm like, "Uh uh-huh. Okay. So just like the Catholic exorcist, Mazzoni. Got it. So we're just doing oral first. Okay. Spend time kissing and have some fore- foreplay. <laughs> We're back to Catholic exorcisms again. Okay. Vaginal ghosts will also mess with your hormone levels. So you have to lubricate extra when, you know, when it, when you're ready. Still might be like a desert down there. Well, yeah. Cause the, the ghost knows that the dick's going to push it out. So it doesn't want the dick in there. So it's going to make it dry. That makes sense. That's logical to me. If you are in pain from an anal ghost removal, she says to take a warm bath and uh, put some lubricant down there. And here's my favorite. Try different positions if you feel discomfort and keep an eye in a mirror to see if you can see the ghost trying to return. I Folks, we have come full circle on spectrophilia. We're right back to looking in a goddamn mirror. I don't want to live on this planet anymore. Okay. This has been a a strange one. I would also like to inform our listeners. 
of something very, very important because um, she has listed American cities that are more apt to have anal and womb ghosts waiting for them. Are you fucking kidding me right now? No. <laughs> there are specific cities you can go to to get ghosts in your butt? I seriously wish that I was lying. <laughs> but no, there is a list. Oh my God. Chicago is at the top of the list. Three bucks says that's where she lived. Right? New York, Miami, Portland, Oregon. Yeah, Portland, Maine. There's no ghost butts there. She had to be specific. Yeah. So should we just point out that the first two places that were listed at the top of that list are places that are famous for their big pizza? So maybe <laughs> husband is just lactose intolerant. <laughs> I'm going to die one moment. Having had relatives who lived in Miami and I was down there a lot when I was a kid, I had a really good friend who dated a Cuban in Miami and uh, the food, Cuban food, fucking phenomenal and very spicy. Which is why I love it so much. So, you know, Miami's on that list, I think, because of of Cuban food. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah. Portland, I got nothing. I would also like to inform you that Texas has its its fair share of outbreaks, but that they happen during different times of the year, which she unfortunately did not list. Outbreaks in anal possession. So they're like seasonal ghosts. (laughs) I hate. What the fuck? I hate this world. Definitely an interesting take. I'll I'll say that much. I was hoping for like a small town. Like give me like not a major town. Just some fucking place in the middle of South Dakota that no one's ever heard of before. So like, we can go there and experiment. But yeah. wait, wait, wait for it, guys. Because all of Georgia, you guys are screwed. All of Georgia. <laughs> and, and wait. All of North Carolina, the whole state of North Carolina and Georgia, okay, are hot spots for anal possession. That makes sense. Have you ever had gumbo? As someone who lived, again, I will repeat, in North Carolina for 20 years and did actually go ghost hunting several times in North Carolina, I have never once had a problem with vagina ghosts, okay? It's just it's not, it didn't happen. That you're aware of. I'm, I know I'm just one person. But I'm, I'm going to at least relay my personal experience to y'all to let you know also and what caused me to have to actually type in the words in Google. Oh, God. Anal ghosts of Wilmington, North Carolina. <laughs> she specifically calls out Wilmington, North Carolina because it's a, quote, historic city and has been known for anal and womb ghosts dating back to before it attained statehood. Zero evidence. Did you say wombhood? No. Womb haunting. Womb anal and womb ghost hauntings dating back to before North Carolina attained statehood. That is such a bunch of fucking horseshit. There's nothing. Okay? No. You're just not doing the right research. Fuck that. No. You know me. I can't find shit about it. I know you probably went like 20 fucking Google pages deep on butt stuff in North Carolina. I did. It was really bad. It was more like 40 pages deep and I got I got nothing. But also, if you're not, if, okay, just randomly shouting out places with absolutely no evidence to back it up. Fuck you. If you know of all these stories of Wilmington, North Carolina having butt possession, then I I want the list. Where is it? And what times of year is Texas having outbreaks 
it's only fair if you're going to say these things on a public post that you should make uh, uh, Americans aware so that we know not to visit Texas. Actually, you should probably just not visit Texas at all right now. But anyway. I was kind of about to say that, but. I'm sorry. Oh, goodness. Goodness, goodness. Yeah, I would just like to point out, though, that at the end of all of this, if you do feel as though you have a, at least an anal ghost possession, you should definitely see an exorcist. Thank you, Bard. Wow. <laughs> that was his joke. Wow. That was not a funny joke. <laughs> it was hysterical. <laughs> Shut up. And if you think all of that is bad, well, just read about the chicken with similar problems because they had a poultry geist up their butt. Oh, come on. You're fired. <laughs> I am firing myself after this episode. Hey, I'm I'm the queen of everything this episode, so no, you will work. <laughs> Back to the Google Minds for you. The Google Minds, yes. Oh my god. <laughs> Dig up those poultry geist <laughs> stories and feed them to your queen. I I just, I don't, um, there are many, many things that I will entertain as possibilities. <laughs> but damn this is not one of them. I, I believe in rational explanations for the issues that people are facing. I definitely think, okay, because I believe in ghosts. I believe ghosts can interact. Yes. With their physical world. So I do believe there is a chance that some people have had relations with ghosts. I don't discredit them right off the bat. I would demand a little more proof, maybe some video evidence somehow for research purposes. Let, let me just let me just say something about that. There was an article that I was reading. I didn't put it in here because it was a little sketchy as to whether or not the person actually had wanted the advances at first. I think she did not. But later on, she kind of was like, it was like a misunderstanding of what was going on with her. And then when she realized what was happening and she actually enjoyed it, it became a thing. Well, she invited some paranormal investigators over to her house to tape her on different nights when she felt that something might happen. Just She's like, it looks like me just writhing around, you know, like, you know, there's nothing there. So, so it's very difficult, I think, to then prove of whether or not someone's actually had a relationship with a ghost. Yeah, it does seem to be like the same across the board, which is why the data collection to me is important, because the women who have enjoyed themselves all say the same thing. Now, there was another woman, another famous woman, Ice-T's wife, Coco. She had some strange things happen to her where she felt like someone was trying to put their hand up her leg and that was definitely not wanted. Right. It still falls under that same like things feel the same. You do feel like someone's touching you. It's like how do you prove any physical contact between a, a spirit, ghost, whatever, and a person? If it doesn't leave a mark, it's incredibly hard to actually document. But right. I'm still willing to investigate it and I'm still willing to film it and then watch those films for research purposes. <laughs> <laughs> if you get some nefarious people who claim to be professional paranormal investigators, then how do we know that they're not taking advantage of women who, specifically women who are looking for actual help with something and they're all like, oh yeah, let's film you. You're like, you know, doing it with a ghost it's, and not taking it seriously at all. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, this is a difficult. I I have a difficult. Well, the time key with, is like, you just keep an eye on your pants. If any one of them gets a boner, oh, you boy. kick them out. You kick <laughs> them out. 
Wow. <laughs> yes, I hope we learned something today. I learned a lot of things. <laughs> oh, good. I know you I... were talking to the listeners, but I learned a lot. I learned that uh, Ace Ventura was truly afflicted and suffering during his movies. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Bottom line, I believe that people have contact with ghosts all the time. I've had things happen to me. Not like this. <laughs> but um, yeah, I've, I've had people touch me before that are not supposed to be here. Uh, so I'm cool with that. I just think definitely the woman who wrote that article, though, needs to seek some other kind of professional help. Yeah. <laughs> like, like a marital <laughs> therapist, for example. Yeah, because it definitely it definitely sounds... Like there's just something going on between her husband and somebody else that's investigating and a Wendy's. Yeah. Um, that's no Wendy's. <laughs> well, he had bad gas. So perhaps gas station sushi. I don't know. Perhaps that. Yeah. Best to be avoided at all costs. Though, to be honest, if Wawa started serving sushi, I'd fucking eat it up. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'd be there day oh, one. Shit. I I would stand in that line for fucking Wawa sushi. Wait, can can pee pee holes get ghosts? See, that's a whole other line of questioning that we didn't even get to. Uh, uh, well, as I said before, why does it always have to be Kiki, like? I will never do a paranormal investigation again if the <laughs> answer is yes. Your pee pee hole might get haunted. I will never. I'm okay with my butt getting haunted. I'm okay with taking that risk. But not my pee-pee hole. I mean, that's that's what I asked before. Like, why not a mouth or an... You didn't no. say pee-pee hole. Any other hole in your body. Or why look. even bother going in a hole? It's You're a ghost. You can just go through people. It's It seems Are you saying ludicrous. a ghost could haunt my dick? It, look, you know what? To be fair, if a ghost can go in a vagina, the, if... Uh, and that's a big if for me. Uh, sure, your dick could be haunted. <laughs> maybe, maybe all of a sudden, JC's like, "I'm out." <laughs> Cord, I can never go ghost hunting with you again. I'm sorry. Yeah, you will. Don't give me that shit. I can't risk while we're making out. You will ghost hunting, and then me get a boner, and it not be because of my own personal feelings. It be a ghost yeah. boner. <laughs> ghost boner. <laughs> Yeah, so we haven't really done a proper outro for a while. So if you guys want to follow us in our crazy shenanigans and memes, it's mostly on Instagram at Mission Spooky. We're also on Twitter. Just look up Mission Spooky. We're on TikTok, Mission Spooky. But I talk about all kinds of other things on there, not necessarily uh, ghosty stuff. I'm talking about my, my goth garden, for example. We do have YouTube. We've just been uploading our content on there. Until the prices come down, I am not buying new computer. And without new computer, we cannot do live streaming because my computer cannot handle it. It will fry itself, unfortunately. So we will be doing that at some point. We do have a Discord channel if you want to join. Um, I occasionally throw up there some polls, for example. 
and join us. Come talk to us. You can always contact us at Mission Spooky Podcast, all one word, at gmail.com. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, or if you have a ghost story that you want to share with us, especially one from this area, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Delaware, New York, but we would definitely talk about New England as well. We have already talked about several locations in New England in some of our, um, like our forest episode. Yeah, we've got uh, a couple of guests coming up in the next few months. Very excited about. And I just kind of want to give, um, again, a shout out to Ignorance Was Bliss podcast that I was just on with Kate. And I have my spot on Tales of Thern podcast. They just wrapped up their second season. So if you want to binge season one and two, well, he's got plenty of time because I don't think the new season is going to start until the end of the summer. So that's exciting. That's the one with um, the dudes, right? Mm-hmm. That's with our guest TMs who do Cord versus Cryptid. Oh, yes. And I'll mention now we did have to push that back a little bit because of the death in my family. So Cord versus Cryptid was supposed to come out in December. We're going to push that back to the end of February. And that actually worked out really well with Logan, our guest DM for that, because he wants to come on and also talk about the cryptid before that airs. So that's going to give us time to do that. Whereas because of the Christmas season and everything going on, it was kind of crazy. We weren't going to be able to do that. So now we are. So that's kind of like an added bonus. Yes. For waiting, you get better product. And we've had some uh, positive feedback about our little segments where we're kind of teaching people about... Definitely the first part of this is teaching people about the noises that you're going to hear out in nature. So we did loons first because of a ridiculous thing that JC sent to us. <laughs> That's and got some to positive be fair, like, I send so many ridiculous things to them. True. The fact that they had to specifically pick one out that pissed them <laughs> off. Yeah, because I know it was bad. Cord is also, yeah, he's definitely like, this is stupid. Very much so, yes. <laughs> So we're going to be doing those as well. And then, yeah, we, yeah, it's stuff, stuff and junk. You guys got anything to add before we get the heck out of here? Make sure you uh, do the seance with your butt in the middle of the table so the ghost can see everybody trying to contact it. Make sure you have a mirror. You want to you wanna see that ghost coming out of your butt. Well, and you definitely want to see it if it goes back in, too. That way you know <laughs> you have to do more anal sex. Oh, God. The power of Christ compels you. <laughs> Okay, so on that note, um, stay spooky and um, don't die or get anal ghosts. But if you do, <laughs> contact us. Via talking with your butt like Ace Ventura. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome, buddy. I got you.
I doth decree as the queen of everything. Welcome back. How's that? Is that better? That was beautiful. I doth decree. Oh my god. That was beautiful. Oh, uh, my life hurts. <laughs>